0: Thank you.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Tabernacle of Praise. Top. before we start our service, let us have a short word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Sabbath morning. Lord, we've come to join the angels in heaven to worship you, to praise you and thank you for all you do for us. We pray, Lord, that you accept our, our worship today. We pray your spirit would attend us Throughout this short hour, that will be with you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Again, welcome to the top. Today, we'll be worshiping with Elder Tori McCray. And next week, we'll worship with Pastor Fields uh, when we'll have our communion service and agape um, feast. We hope you join us. Now, it over to the Dalí Carol and Sister Carol as well, and I do present a stewardship, a fortune for this morning service.
2: Good morning and happy Sabbath to everyone. Also, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Kwanzaa to each and every one of you. God is so good to us. He has blessed us with the time, talent, temple, and treasure, our stewardship gifts, and we want to always take the opportunity that he gives us to return those gifts for his glory and for his purpose. Yes, we welcome all of the stewards of God, which is everybody, everywhere, because he's given everybody time, talent, temple, and treasure. We know that this is Christmas Eve, and it's very exciting for children. It's exciting for adults. I love Christmas, and I really love it because we're celebrating the birth of Christ. Now, we know that, or we, know that we don't know when Christ was actually born. That's not really marked. But we've chosen this day, Christmas, this uh, time to worship him and to um, to bless others and to acknowledge the blessings he's given us. God has given us so much for thee. Amen. Again, our stewardship is a proper use of our time, talent, temple, and treasure and returning those gifts to the Lord's service. Something that each and every one of us can do. We've had all year to use all of our time, our talent, our gifts, to uh, time, talent, our bodies, the temple, and all of our treasures, financial, or those things that we love to serve God. We've had all this opportunity. So I'd like for each person in the next week to just take some time and think about how you have used your time, talent, temple, and treasure. And I'd really like to appeal to everyone next year to use more of your time, more of your talent, more of your temple, do better with your body, and more of your treasure to to serve God because it's required. There's more problems in the world. There's more mental health issues. There's more sickness. There's more poverty. It's more of all those bad things happening. You know, even now where we're at in uh, Tennessee, we have a rolling type. What is it called? A rolling rolling blackout. A rolling blackout because it's not enough energy to keep everybody lights on. So they, they'll block us out for 10 minutes and those are 10 cold minutes. And, and so that everybody can have an opportunity to be warm. So it's more of everything happening. So we want you to do more next year. So take some time out in this next week and come the new year. Have your plan, get ready, get marked, get set, and we're going to be off to a running start serving God with all of our heart, minds, and soul and being the best stewards, not mediocre stewards, not kind of good stewards, but the absolute best stewards we can be for God. You guys have a great Christmas. Serve God with all your heart, soul, and mind and watch as he opens up doors and bless you in ways you've never thought possible. Have a great holiday season. Amen. Good morning. Once
3: again, it is good to be in the presence of God, with the people of God, where we can all join together in prayer. Amen. And We are going to ask God's favor and his blessings over his people because we have faith in him answering prayer. What do you say? So let us pray. Every head is bowed. Spirit of the living God, we are so grateful for a time such as this where you, God, can be elevated and lifted high in the earth from your people, who's giving you praise and worship because of who you are and what you mean to us. So, God, we ask now that you pour out your spirit on planet earth because you have designed and blueprinted this day for us to receive a special connection with you. And because of that, God, we say hallelujah because you are worthy of our praise. Now, God, many is tuning in and we know that you have a special blessing for them. So some may need a financial blessing. Some may need some some, some healing. Some may need some spiritual growth. Some may need just a better connection with their own family this time of the season. So God, whatever that they need, you promise that you will supply it. So God, in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, we pray that you keep your word in supply those needs that is needed for us today. So God, we ask that you will look down on us and you will forgive us and that you will raise us to a standard of the measure of your commandments so that you will be pleased with our lifestyle and we will be fit for your kingdom when you come back. So in the name of Jesus, bless us, keep us, in your holy name we ask, amen. Brothers and sisters, now we will turn it over to our beautiful selective music from our own Beverly Stewart Anderson. Be blessed by this music. He just took us a little bit high as in a glimpse of heaven, amen. I tell you what a night, a uh, divine, but I'm gonna tell you, brothers and sisters, it is beautiful to be in the presence of God and, and know this God is so welcoming us, he even commands us, he even subpoena us, he acts and beg and plead with us just to be in his presence god wants to connect with his creation and for that we ought to be giving him praise by saying hallelujah and thank you god because it look look at this here is a holy god inviting unholy people into holy presence boy i tell you that is something within itself so we can raise holy hands by saying thank you jesus for allowing us this opportunity to connect with you. What do you say? Let us get to the word of God. I'm not going to be long. We are thankful and grateful for this wonderful opportunity, but I can assure you that God truly wants to speak to us this fall. We have we have worshiped, we have given God thanks, and now we want to hear from him. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, we ask you to go with me to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2. And the Bible says this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, excuse me. Because I'm having, excuse me, what is holy and acceptable, the will of your, uh, the will of God, which is your what? Your reasonable service. Amen. Now, just for a moment, in verse two tells us, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that is what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. For a moment, I would like for you to journey and think on this subject with me, out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. Let us pray. God, this is your time now. We have come to hear from you that you will do all things that is going to benefit us that you will do all things, Lord, that will improve us, that you will do all things, O Lord, to sanctify us, that you will do all things, God, that we will be adjusted and we will be accounted good and perfect and pleasing unto you. So let the words that you have given your servant pierce the hearts of the people that they know that they have had a special encounter with heaven so now i ask that you open up the library of heaven and pour out the wisdom on earth on us today that we may see hear and learn from thee in jesus name amen amen now for those who just read that scripture just in case it was not clear to you let me read it from another version Another version says the NIV, uh, the NLT, or the New Living Translation puts it this way. Are you here? Are you with me? Okay, so let us read it together. The Bible says, "Look, it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you, and let <clears throat> let them be, let them be." have mercy, excuse me, the Bible let us know that the holy sacrifice and the the kind that he will find acceptable, this is truly the way to worship him. In other words, brothers and sisters, God is asking us in verse two. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, which is what? Perfect, which is good and pleasing and perfect to God. Man, look, I'm messing this thing all up with the scriptures because uh, my screen is acting up. But that's okay because watch what God does because I got the hard copy. So you guys are gonna get your laugh in now because the devil is a liar and watch what God does. Now, what God is saying in the scripture, because you read it clearly, it was candid to to you. God has said, we need to stop resisting and we need to yield to the word of God. The Bible tells us, look, don't copy the traditions and the customs and all the things that the world had to offer. God says, look here, I am telling you to direct your attention and your focus on me. And tomorrow, brothers and sisters, will be an opportunity for believers to show the world how to delight and to celebrate acknowledging the birth of Christ, amen? Look. Look, Christmas comes from this Middle English word called uh, Christmas. amen? But let's break down what Christmas means. Let us break it down, all right? Christmas means, Christmas means this, brothers and sisters. Christmas means this. Are you with me? Amen. Christmas means Christ, the anointed one. You see the first and the beginning of the word. It says Christ. Christ means in the Greek, the anointed one. The last part of the word of Christ is mas, meaning a gathering of the people. So Christmas means, brothers and sisters, that it is a gathering of people to acknowledge the Holy One. Are you with me? Christmas means, again, the gathering of people to acknowledge the Holy One. Come on back to me. Yes, amen. So the books of Matthew and the book of Luke and Luke in the Bible, it reveals actually what took place. So there is no misunderstandings in how we should engage on Christmas. Are you with me? Okay, let's go to the book of Luke chapter two, the book of Luke chapter two, and watch what the book of Luke chapter two, and we're going to begin with verse 11 and 12, Luke chapter two, verse 11 and 12, and this is what the Bible reads, amen? The Bible says in Luke chapter, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in Luke chapter two, verse 11, it says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a what? Savior, who is who? Christ the Lord. Look what verse 12 says. Look at verse 12, and this will be the sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swanly clothes lying in a manger. Now go to Matthew chapter two, and we're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to bring this thing all together. Matthew chapter two, and look at verse 11. It says, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when he had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him: gold, frankincense, and mirth. Amen. Bring that thing on back to me. Understand. So Christmas should, Christmas should, brothers and sisters, Christmas should do what? It should be an investment to help produce the Christian character in humanity. why? What do you get that from, brothers, after we just read those scriptures? Understand this. When they came to Jesus, number one, the Bible says that they came to him in a certain place so they knew where to find him because the angels told them where to find him. So these wise men who God have given uh, inclination from a vision, let them know in the dream, hey, this world you will find him, go to that particular particular cities. And when they got there, they found him because God gave them a perfect description of what he looked like. He's going to be a baby, not going to be a, an adult because they got to understand like, well, who is he? How do we find him? How do we know what he looked like? So the Bible, God himself, through a vision and a dream, let them know exactly, giving him the correct description. He's going to be a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and you'll find him in a manger. Are you with me so far? Amen. So he gave them the location, then he gave them the description. And when they got there, brothers and sisters, this is why I say that when we celebrate Christmas, it should be an investment for Christian people to help produce the Christian character in humanity, because this is what happened when they got there. They brought gifts to him, they said, amen? But before they brought the gifts to Jesus, what did they do? The Bible says that they fell down and worshiped him. So brothers, the Bible tells us that there should be no misunderstanding on how we should engage on Christmas day, amen? We should come before the presence of God and worship him. And with bringing the gifts, and the gifts has a twofold message to it, amen? The gifts have a twofold. You got to give to God because they say they brought gifts to him. But understand the reason why they brought the gifts to him, because of course, He can't. he's a baby. He can't just uh, receive it and accept it. So the gift was brought for him, but it was given to his parents. When you look at Mary and Joseph, they were poor people. So what is the the message is saying? God said that we should celebrate Christmas not like the world celebrates it. We should come before God's presence and worship him. And we should bring ourselves to God. That's why Romans said for us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And then as we do that, When we talk about giving gifts, brothers and sisters, the Bible is letting us know that we should have a sacrificial offering by giving to the poor. Think about this. What is is it going to benefit you if you give a gift for somebody and they give you a gift back? What does that benefit? As a matter of fact, I'd rather buy my own gift because somebody may give me a gift that I may not like, and I may get an attitude, and I may take it back and buy what I like. So it will be best if you buy your own gift and let me buy my own gift because it'll benefit me because I like what I like, and you like what you like. But when you give to the poor, brothers and sisters, people who can't give back to you, they see and feel the blessings of God, and you receive the joy from it. So here it is, Christmas, when Jesus brothers and sisters, is the focal point for Christmas, then by beholding him, the mindset of humanity should become change. Are you listening? The more we contemplate the meaning of Christmas, the stronger we are conform to its principles. Go back to Romans chapter 2. Go back to Romans chapter 12. I'm sorry. Go back to Romans chapter 12 and let us review verse number 2 again. Romans chapter 12 and look at verse 2 again. Look what it says. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Notice what God is saying. On Christmas Day, brothers and sisters, don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world and do it the way they do it, but let God transform you into a a renewed person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn. What God will is for you, or what to do on Christmas, and the things that God will show you, and you learn from what the Bible just told you, it would be good, it'll be pleasing, and it'll be perfect in the sight on the eyesight of God. Come on back to me if you will, please. So, brother, this is a necessity for the followers of Christ, because there is no way that we should allow falsehood traditions to invade space for truth. Fictional characters like Santa Claus and Rudolph and Frosty and the mean green ugly Grinch has given children that we love wasted excitements from ungodly scrimps. Let us exalt Jesus, brothers and sisters, to show the true fact of the matter and what is acceptable and what is pleasing unto God. Christians are warned, brothers and sisters. We are warned to be on guard of these worldly attractions. As a matter of fact, go to James chapter four. James chapter four is going to bring a little bit clearer to us. James chapter four. And notice what the Bible says in James chapter four. And when you get there, let me hear you say amen. James chapter four. The Bible says adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that the friendship of this world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore wants to be friends of the world, making himself enemies of God. Bring that thing back to me. The Bible calls us we are adulterers and adulterers. Why? Because we are whored and worshiping the gods of this world. And he's giving us a warning, brothers, if you're going to be friends with that and you're going to be worshiping and doing those customs and those traditional things the way the Bible asks us not to do, then guess who's getting your worship? You're not giving it to the true and living God. And the Bible is letting us know clearly that God is wanting us to do it in truth, brothers and sisters as a matter of fact the Bible says in second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. notice what it says in Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. the Bible says this the Bible says in second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation all things pass away. And behold, all things become what? New. All things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. Let me break this old and new things down. Let me break that thing down for you because you guys need to understand that. Old brothers and sisters, we're going to look at the acronym of old. Look at this thing. You guys see it? Amen. Old brothers, the OLD is obtaining living deceptions. See the world is so deceived, brothers and sisters, and they don't want to do things God way because they are living under deception from Satan. And the new thing, which what we're supposed to do, because we are a witness, is new means the nature of the eternal witness. It means in our nature we'll be doing things God way because it witness to the world so they can have eternal life. Oh bring that thing back to me so I hope you guys getting this thing so brother it is time for us to encourage others to live right to live holy so they can accept the corruption that is in this world we must engage in soul winning and put forth efforts to help renovate characters with truth brothers and sisters so none shall find themselves falling into the snare of the enemy oh man I hope you're getting this today We're talking about out with the old way of living, out with the way that we think we should live and let the principles of God shape us and help us live better. That it will be pleasingly, it will be perfect, and God will accept it. That's what the book of Romans just told us. But here we is. Here we are. This is the fact of the matter. Jesus came and and he lived a sin-free life. He died for our sins. Now, if Jesus came and lived a sin-free life, and then he even died for our sins, brothers and sisters, there is no excuse to be slaves to sin right now. Notice what the word of God says in Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter six, now let's go and review it in Romans chapter six. Romans chapter six says it's this way, brothers and sisters. Romans chapter six, and we're gonna read verses six and seven. It says, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ, so that sin may lose power over our life and we are no longer slaves to sin. And verse seven, verse seven tells us this. For we die with Christ, we were we were set free from the powers of sin. Bring that thing back to me. So what a God is saying? God said, out with the old and in with the new. The Bible tells us in First Peter chapter 9, brothers and sisters, that God brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And God expressed his claims on us saying that we are a chosen generation, we are a royal priesthood, we are a holy nation, and personally we are his own special creation. Let your past brothers and sisters be behind you and your future before you. Take the garbage of hell out and bring in the groceries of heaven. Let Faith, brother, cast out the doubt. Let stress and worries be kicked out by peace. Let forgiveness put out your grudges and from the wrong things that people have done towards you. Allow and allow love, brothers and sisters. i say it again, allow love. Spin out the envy, spins out the jealousy, spins out the covetousness, and spins most of all out the hate. We're talking about out with the old and in with the new. Don't you dare carry that garbage from hell into a new year that God will allow you to see and that you can experience the beauty of God's holiness. And this is what the world needs to see. And this is what the world needs to hear. That when our Redeemer comes back, brothers and sisters, because this is what we are waiting on, When our redeemer comes back, he'll look at the mortal and he knows that it serves its purpose, but he also knows it wasn't fit to last. God knows, therefore, he'll give it something incredible. He'll give it something incorruptible. He'll give it something indestructible. God gives man; He will give that mortal immortality that is designed for eternity. Come on to say, man, somebody. When Jesus come back, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter sixty-five, verse seventeen. Notice what the Bible says in Isaiah sixty-five, verse seventeen. When Jesus come back, He says this. He says, "Behold." Behold I create new heavens and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Come on and say amen. What Jesus is saying brothers and sisters that he is going to put out the old and he going to bring in the new. Come on. Those who kept the commandments of God and have the faith in Jesus will inherit All things. Come on, somebody shout. You just missed your shout you right there. I said again, when those who kept the commandments of God and had the faith in Jesus, they shall inherit all things. And believe me, those things is not old. God likes to give new things to his kids. Just like you like to give new things to yours, God got that thing set up for you. So here's my appeal. And we're going to wrap this thing on up. I am pleading. God is pleading. The Holy Spirit is knocking on the doors of your heart now. Pleading. Pleading. And the servant of God, I am pleading with urgency right now. I am pleading with urgency to the lying and the crooked attorneys and politicians. I am pleading with urgency with the money-loving and the conceited business owners. I am pleading with urgency with the slanders and treacherous co-workers. I am pleading with urgency, brothers and sisters, to the disobedient and rebellious teenagers and young adults. I am pleading with urgency, brothers and sisters, to the ungrateful and the unforgiving church members. I am pleading with urgency, brothers and sisters, to the two pick hustling, false shepherds, and the rapist priests. I am pleading with you today. I'm pleading with urgency that all of you who are practicing evil to do one particular thing, repent, repent, and be baptized for the remissions of your sins. Let us, let God deliver us from our old ways of living, our old ways of thinking, and let God bring us into the new, a new way. To please him. A new way of living that will be acceptable to him. A new way will fit us for his kingdom. With that being said. Jesus is standing at the door knocking. He's standing at the door knocking. Will you let him in? He is the truth. He is the way to bring new essentials to your life. Every head is bowed, spirit of the living God. We are grateful for words such as this. Help us celebrate and acknowledge the anointed one, the savior who came into world to the world to save us. Help us celebrate it with the truth and practice the principles of what the Bible just taught us. And that we will live a life that is acceptable unto you. And that we will be made new in Christ. And as we behold you, God, we ask to allow your spirit to change us. This is our prayer. This is our plea. We request this in the name of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And in his name we pray, amen. God bless you and keep you. And may God have his face to shine upon you. That is my request for you in the new year. Out with the old and in with the new.
1: Thank you, Elder McRae. Now may the God of peace fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your hope that by the power of the Holy Spirit you will abound in hope and will flow with confidence in His promises during this Christmas season. Amen. Amen.